Electricast. So to miss the point, it's hour number two of our monthly Sunday night sports wrap. In hour number two, with the NBA tipping off this week, we give our official previews of what we expect to happen in the NBA in 2021. Will it be another title for the Lakers? Will Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving own the East? Will the Celtics finally get over the hump and make it back to the NBA Finals? Stay tuned to hear our thoughts. But first, some housekeeping. Missing the Point is a one-hour podcast recapping the biggest stories in the world of sports with a New England flavor. The show notes and transcript from today's episode can be found in the description box below, as well as on our website, www.mtpshow.com. If you're new to the show, please consider subscribing. It's the easiest way to see when we publish new episodes. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate your feedback. Let us know how we're doing and how we can sound better. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. All of our links will be in the show notes. And check out our brand new website, www.mtpshow.com. That's mtpshow.com. And now, this is Missing the Point. But it's all relative. Moving on. So in into transition here, uh, I did mention at the start of the show that we had a lovely cl- uh, guest come on um, from Celtics Nation, Abby Chin, the pre and post game host um, on NBC Sports. Uh, she was great. Uh, um, Ray and Mike, I had you guys on. Uh, all three of us came over and interviewed Abby. I thought she was wonderful. She was so nice to give us her time. And she had a lot of very interesting things to say, namely about one Kyrie Irving, which I think we all thought was uh, quite interesting to get some insight into that because it's, as Joe oft uh, claims, Kyrie is not his favorite player. And I think Joe enjoyed that interview for that reason. And um, Craig, I think we have a little clip, a little teaser clip of the Abby interview to play for the folks at home. You got that queued up. Here we go. You Abby had mentioned Chin, before that, uh, that you, that you came in here with, with the new guard, right? And so you've been here since that 25 win season, all the way through, you know, a couple of Eastern conference final runs. You've you been here th- through it and yeah. through the guy that I want to mention now, uh, Kyrie Irving, who yeah. has made some headlines recently about uh, how he feels about people like us, more in particular you in the media and how we will not deal with them because they're pawns. What what was your experience like with Kyrie and, and how do these comments like really make you feel? He clarified those comments saying that he wasn't specifically speaking about yeah. media, but um, I, I don't know if we're going to give him the benefit <laughs> of the doubt there. Uh, what I remember about Kyrie is he came in on that first press conference day and was, gregarious and so excited to be there. And I remember Scal and Kyle and Mike all introducing themselves. He's like, I know you guys, I've been watching you. He was great and um, seemed really excited to be there and, you know, really had the charm on. And then just slowly over those next two years, it just kind of fell away. I luckily was um, in, on my second maternity leave with Silas uh, that press conference after the uh, shoot around in New York where he said, I don't know anybody, anything. And I feel like that's really where the tides turned. And then um, I remember I told the story on air the other day, the uh, we had 
there was a practice right before their first uh, postseason series in that last season he was here. And I asked him, you know, what do you take away from those 82 games? Because they were all over the place that season and, and had really low lows and some really high highs where they looked amazing um, like they did in that first round series against the Pacers. But Yeah, we loved having Abby on. Uh, a lot of great insight into the Kyrie Irving Celtics, the Isaiah Thomas Celtics. That interview is going to go live Tuesday, uh, December 22nd. So right on our feed, wherever you get your podcasts, Instagram, uh, sorry, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, all the different podcast places. You can listen to us talk to Abby. She was fantastic. So thanks. Shout out to Abby for that. Um, a little bit more housekeeping. Craig, uh, have you done your Christmas shopping yet? I know we love asking ourselves this. I have. I'm not sure if Joe has yet. I know we were just talking to him last night. He hasn't started yet. I I played babysitter yesterday while my wife went out and did some of it. So that that was a help. Well, Joe, you know, you have kids and we have a wonderful sponsor that supplies a great crafts project for kids. And that's Boxo Crafts. Wow. They... Craig, tell me about them. <laughs> Sorry. Dave, I totally stopped on. <laughs> So Boxo Crafts is great. They they send you like a little um, package of different craft supplies that they've only got you three can, left. They've only got three, three holiday boxes left. So if you want to get your kids a craft box that is fun for the whole family, you like Bobby said, you better hurry. Don't walk, run to the Boxo Crafts website and enter code MTP for 15% off your order. Um, Boxo Crafts is a parent-owned company. They're super sustainable. Everything they use is from recycled material. They're a great bunch of people that own it, and uh, the kids are going to love it. And it's a great thing to do to distract them or if you want to participate with them, whatever you want to do. So Boxo Crafts, go, go get that. So moving on to the second part of the show, we're going to switch gears from the NFL, which Obviously, we all care about quite a bit uh, as if, you know, thankfully we do this podcast on Zoom so that like Bobby didn't punch me in the face in the last uh, in the last. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, at least we get along great during the NBA season. Right, Bob? Uh-huh. So here we are moving on. Just like we reviewed our, our NFL predictions, we're now moving on to making our NBA predictions because I snuck up on me, you guys. But the NBA season is right upon us. You know, the preseason games have been happening. I know you can't glean a lot from that, but. We got to figure out what's going to go on in this NBA season. So it's the same teams. The teams are already adversarial. We need them to keep fighting. But I've given uh, I've given myself a reprieve. I'm not going to be on a team. Craig's not going to be on a team. It's going to be two versus two, and I'm just going to host this prediction show. It's the West versus the East. The reigning, the looking like uh, the reigning uh, prediction game champions, the AFC team are, uh, are we're not, not quite yet. We're not naming them a winner yet. Anything can happen, but it, it's looking like the reigning champions, the, the AFC team will have the Western conference and the NFC team and a chance to redeem themselves potentially again, not, not hundred percent on will uh, we'll have the East where the Boston Celtics reside. Um, we thought it was only fair since uh, Joe and Ray had the Patriots, Bobby and Mike now get the Celtics. Um, so I'm going to start off with the Western conference. We're going to go through your 15th ranked to your 12 ranked team. I want Ray and Joe to tell me why the stinkiest stinkers in the Western conference are going to stink as bad as they do. So go ahead, guys, take it away. So Ray, Sean, I've been, I've been looking at our, our one through 15 here that, that we put together and it's very interesting um, now that I've really had some time to put it together. And the more I look at it, the more I love it. Um, 
and I'm gonna I'm gonna let you take uh, the the four teams here on the bottom. Um, but it's very interesting how they're gonna move around after a very strange 20, 2019, 2020 season. So Ray, who do we have at the bottom and and why? Because I agree a hundred percent. Right. So before we get into it, like we're we're definitely get one of these teams wrong for sure. It's gonna happen. Let's just put that out there, right? As a as a preface. Right, yeah, yeah. that's the spirit, right? Um <laughs> You know, but the four teams that we have from 12 to 15, so we have so at 15 is Oklahoma City. At 14, it is the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. At 13, the Sacramento Kings. And then at 12, um, the San Antonio Spurs. Now, this, the Thunder made a lot of moves in the offseason. Um, so for those that are listening, you know, at, at this moment, Oklahoma City has more trade exceptions than they do talent. That's just how I see it. Um, Shea Gil- Gilgis Alexander, who they got in the Paul George trade, was really good for them last year. He played well with uh, Chris Paul, but they traded Chris Paul uh, to Phoenix. Uh, they traded away Stephen Adams. They traded away Dennis Schroeder. So um, they do bring back Al Horford, but Al Horford's older than everybody on this show and my mother and my grandmother. So I'm just not <laughs> sure what he can do. Wow. Uh, grandma yeah. and mom are very They're young. Really young aren't they? Yeah. Wow. yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> right. You know, so it's just like, it's amazing to me how, um, People think he's going to do well over there, but I just, yeah. So that's why we have them at, at 15 and then, you know, Minnesota, I mean, they've always sucked. I mean, we know the show, like, you know, they haven't been good since the Kevin Garnett era. Um, you know, they've had some decent players come through there. I mean, I do like Anthony Edwards. I like that selection. Um, but I just think that they, you know, they're just young. So I, I just, and they never perform well. So um, until they give us reason to think so, they're just going to be, you know, bottom feeders of the West. Uh, and then up at 13 with Sacramento, um, they got the guy that I was telling you guys about. And, I, you know, I, I told Joe, I told you guys about on the NBA uh, preview show that we did or draft review. I love Halliburton. I think Halliburton is going to be great. Um, I don't agree with them comparing him to Magic. I don't know where that where that came from, even though Magic says something. But I'm like, Magic, eh, just just worry about the Lakers. I like, don't worry about anybody else and giving predictions like you, you were a great player, but you weren't that great of a GM or evaluator of talent. Just just chill out. Um, that's just my take on it. But um, Halliburton is going to be good. De'Aaron Fox just got a max deal in the offseason, signing for $195 million, which to me was crazy. But then again, if you no one wants to go to Sacramento, um, so, you know, they, they have to sign those type of guys. But uh, I think that he's going to be someone that's going to be okay. Uh, but at the same time, in a 72 game season, they may win 27, 28 games, maybe. Um, and then it's weird, right? Because I feel like we were hype on, on the Kings off seasons, the past few seasons, and it yeah, doesn't yeah. seem like it has really paid dividends. Do you think that we're still waiting on those moves to come to fruition? Or do you just think that they were the wrong moves? Um, I, I think it's a little bit of both, right? So, I mean, you know, when you sign Harrison Barnes to 90 something million dollars, now, yeah. granted, I think a lot of people have been waiting for him to be that guy. You know, he was the number seven pick in, 20, in 2012. And, you know, he went to my, you know, the school that I love. Uh, you know, he went to, he was a Tar Heel. He was a Tar Heel. So, um, you know, he, he was, he was good at UNC. But, you know, um, you know, he hasn't really paid out. He did okay in Golden State. Obviously, you know, he, he won the championship there in the 2014, 2015 season. Uh, but then rightfully so, his ass got replaced by Kevin Durant as he should have because he's Kevin Durant's much better than. And uh, anybody can really get on the bus in Golden State and go win a championship. Right. Yeah, era. exactly. So it's, we, it's we, not we, as we, if we it's. We won't just, get into that yeah. right now. Right. But. <laughs> Right, exactly. Yeah, no, that looks like, you know, that's true. I got looks to me. looks to me like Bobby has something to say about that. Go ahead, Bob. Yeah, no, I just think the biggest thing with the Sacramento team 
if De'Aaron Fox can take that next step up and Marvin Bagley can stay healthy, they do have a shot, I think, to sneak into the playoffs. That's just my opinion. I really yeah, like I, mean, that's, I that's, really that's like awesome. De'Aaron Fox. And I think Buddy Heald, I know he's been he's underperformed since he came out of Oklahoma, but I do feel like Buddy Heald does have another level to go to. And I just hope Fox can get that out of him. Um but that's I, on. I, I do like Halliburton, though. I agree. That's with you on. That's on. That's on, that's on. That's on Luke Walton, though, right? Because we talk about coaching. Um, him and Luke Walton had a bit of a rift last season, and that's why mm-hmm. he ended up being on the bench, right? So, yes. um, Buddy can say all the, all the stuff he wants to say during in the media. I don't think he could stand Luke Walton. I mean, hey, I mean, it is what it is. But you got the contract last year, big fella. Everyone was saying that you were better than Jalen Brown. And the other guys that came out of the 2016 draft. You got to you got to get yourself together, man, and just play. So um, we'll we'll see. But then uh, for team number twelve, though, uh, we had the San Antonio Spurs. Um, they missed the playoffs for the first time since nineteen ninety seven last year, which is crazy to me, right? So and you know for those for the younger listeners, that's when this guy Tim Duncan out of Wake Forest came up there. They had that same team that whole run, though. You know what I mean? Like they had, they had essentially the same right, right. group of guys. Well, well, they, under, they, they had they had the same they had the same core three, right? So. Parker, yeah. Ginobili, and um, and and Duncan, right? So it really didn't matter who they put around them. Kawhi was a stopgap in there a little bit, but I think yep. that once yep. those guys went away, we kind of knew the Spurs were going to be in for a pretty serious rebuild and exactly. a pretty serious rebuild for a team that's. But you know, we talk about this with the New England Patriots and in, in the NFL at the time, a pretty serious rebuild for a team that have been perennial, perennial winners. They're not going to have a lot of trade exceptions. They're not going to have a lot of cap uh, space, right. and they're not going to have a lot of uh, draft picks ready. So right. it might take a few years for them. Right. So you know. Yeah, I, I mean. And, I mean, even I mean, I like what they did in the draft too. They they got yeah. Devin Vassell out of um, Florida State. You know, Lennon, Lennon Hamilton has a pretty good program uh, down there. Uh, Trey Jones from Duke, you know, was a good pick in the, in the second round. So you know, they got some pieces. Lonnie Walker out of uh, Miami. They got I like him a few years ago. Yeah, yeah I, I like him too. Um, I hate that. I hate that he cut his hair though. I'm like, dude, you got to keep the long hair. But <laughs> that's where the power is. You can't don't lose you know, your powers. So, right, that exactly. Spurs roster, Ray, is good. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not a bad roster. No, it's, bottom, it's not, right? but it, 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 like, they got to be healthy. Do you think sure, DeRozan? It, do you think DeRozan makes it the whole season there? That's well, that, the thing. That's what it, I, I, that's what it, it's. I mean, but I, I, I don't know if you have it in front of you, Joe. I, I don't know his his number, his salary numbers for this year. Um, I know he's in the last year of his deal, but I think that he. Um, I I think if they're going to get something back, I think they need to move him by the trade deadline, which would be, mm-hmm. I guess, March or April now this year. It's a little strange with the Spurs so. too, right? Because they had that core for so long and they mm-hmm. moved some pieces in around them, but they're not big traders. You know what I mean? They, they don't get on the trading floor no. like a ton. No, yeah, no, they no. were involved in that DeRozan deal, you know, stuff like that. And Kawhi became like a talking point. But I don't think Popovich is the kind of guy that goes and, and splashes big moves on blockbuster players and then goes and tries not, to limit not, them. He, not, not his style. Nope. Not his style Draft at all. And free I, agency. Yeah. And I think he also improves players that a lot of other teams or coaches couldn't improve, you know, and I, th- I, I'm worried a little Agreed. bit that the NBA, the way that the NBA is moving is going to leave Popovich behind in that scenario. Well, they, they, they already because, have. Oh yeah. yeah. Without yeah. a doubt. We talked about that in the NFL, right? We talked about what the, what the 49ers were pre-salary cap, pre-free agency before mm-hmm. 1993 uh, and, and the, and what the Patriots were after that, you know, right. Popovich is very much like a, a Bill Belichick, Belichick. of, of, mm-hmm. of the N, of the NBA. So For sure. that's, that's really the biggest piece um, 
where you look at that team and say, all right, they have pop. They still have a chance at the playoffs, but it's just like us with the Patriots this year, right? Like let's not hold our breath because it's still going to be a good team because of pop DeMar DeRozan, all these guys. And if, if they trade DeRozan and he can bring in some pieces, then maybe we can change our minds and we can put them into those bubble teams or into the playoffs, but it's not going to be very high. Yeah. All I, right. I, no, completely agree. So yeah. The, uh, those are the bad teams of the West. Um, I think I, it's not much to argue with me on there. Is there any uh, any extreme criticism from the East team for those uh, stinky West teams, or do you want to go go on to your guys' selections? I, I mean, I, I actually agree. I, I think that the uh, that the Thunder are probably going to be tanking for the, the, the number one overall pick. I just don't think that, that there's any talent on that team, and I also yeah. I I also think that having a shorter season probably helps the Spurs get more wins. So I don't think they might not be as bad as you think they're going to be because they have a great head coach. Again, yeah, I, I mean, they I, still have Popovich. Right. Yeah, go ahead, Bobby. Sacramento has more upside than you guys are giving them credit for. But again, it's not, it's I, 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 I don't think it would be crazy if they finished that well. Right. So I, I don't yeah. disagree. I think they have more upside. I think they could finish higher. But again, that's not, you know what I mean? That's a, maybe. So. If there's a team to be so- wrong about, it's it's them. If there right. was a team yeah. that I would want to be wrong about in the West, it's any yeah. San Antonio team because it's a small market. We like to see small markets succeed for the most part. We like to see Greg Popovich succeed. So right. that would be the team I would want to be like, all right, good. I'm glad we were wrong on that one. Uh, can, I, can, I, can, I be, can I be honest for a moment? Like The only reason why I kind of crap on San Antonio, like, listen, I wanted Marvin Backley in Boston badly. Like I, I, yeah, yeah. I was like, look, man, like this dude, six eleven, can pass it. Can show. I was like, listen, man, like if we could get Brown, Tatum, and Bagley in three consecutive years, I'm like, let it happen. I don't, happen. I don't even so, want to think about so, that. I, I know. So I'm like, you know what? So I'm a little, <laughs> I'm a little salty about that. That we didn't, they, that would we be didn't nice. get him to come here. So that that have been dope, but it, it's all good. So that's why they're going to finish 13th. You heard it here first. <laughs> hey, just, just to put a bookend on your comment about DeRozan's contract, he is in the last year. He's making 27.7 this year. Ooh, so that, that's oh, an expiring okay, that's, deal that's, right that's, there. That's a deal okay, right. so that so that makes it easier to move then. So, but that's a lot yeah, a little bit okay. right. easier than easier than I thought. Yeah, um, all right, so to the Eastern Conference, tell me in the many teams you honestly in the East uh, in the bottom five, you have to choose from who's going to be the worst. Tell me who's going to be the worst and uh, who's going to be twelve through fourteen. Go I'm ahead, actually, Mike. I'm, I'm actually, no, actually because I'm so magnanimous and generous, oh, and yes. I know my strengths. Uh, Bobby's going to lead us through the basement of the Eastern Conference from 15 to 12. Uh, so in the basement, to me, uh, and I don't think there's any doubt about this, that's the New York Knicks. Um, they're in the basement. They're not climbing out anytime soon. I love the moves they made this year. I love bringing in Odie. Um, I love um, R.J. Barrett. I love Thibodeau. But I just don't think that this team has, and I think they finally have accepted their identity of we need to be in the basement and actually try and draft and work our way out of here rather than waiting for that big free agent rather than the plan of having no plan right exactly (laughs) which is what they've done for the last few seasons it does feel like they are on that track but again they still suck so they're 15 14 i think this would be a surprise to some i think the hornets are going to be absolute garbage this year i think the gordon hayward contract to me is it just an abomination he's already hurt you have a terry rosier contract an abomination. You have Ball, who is he's gonna be good. Can I, I, ju- can I just say, like, I think the Hornets are gonna be garbage this year. Can I just I say, like, fourteen? 
I've been, I've been, I, I hate to interrupt your flow, but I've been yeah. down on, on ball and my whole Instagram is just preseason ball highlights right now. Like the dude is legit. He's a problem. I, I just, I, I know, but it's like, did, he, did like Carson Edwards dropped eight, eight, three pointers. He's, in yeah, dude, he's doing stuff. He's doing stuff. That's like, I did not know he had in his locker. He's doing, he's making passes that, that, you know, six and seven year veterans need to be making. Like uh, the guy's legitimately good. I, I would be shocked if he doesn't have, uh, if he's not the rookie of the year, I would be shocked. If he's not, yeah, well, he might be, but I, I think I think that they're still going to be in the uh, 14th. I mean, I don't think that they're any better. I mean, because Hayward's not. I think that elevate personally. I'm not on your team, uh, you know, because you guys don't want me on your team anymore. But the, uh, <laughs> the I, I think that I think that that elevates them again uh, above teams like the Pistons and the Bulls. You know, like I, I, they don't have anybody like that. But that's just me. It's your prediction, so like go. I, for it. I just think that that Gordon Hayward contract to me is just it sticks out to he me. He's so hurt much again, that, which, right? He's already tough. hurt. It's like, yeah. guys, what what were you expecting? You know what I mean? It's like, dude, what are you doing? Um, so that's why they're 14 to me. I also agree with you on the ball thing. I was not high on him coming into the draft. I watched his tape from overseas, and it did not impress me at all. Um, but this preseason, he he's looks like something else, man. Um, 13 is the Cavs. Again, dumpster fire. Uh, Andre Drummond. Uh, Andre Drummond. Andre Drummond. <laughs> <laughs> Andre Drummond and Kevin Love um, aren't going to take you to that next stop. I, I get that they're both serviceable big men but if all your team is built around is colin sexton and serviceable big men you're in trouble um chicago bulls all they have is zach levine that's it the bulls are garbage i, I don't even have anything else to say about bulls bulls are garbage well I, okay so i i don't i don't i don't disagree with the four teams um i think all those teams are the worst teams in, in the east for sure um i did now I, I I disagree. Wait, who did you have at number twelve? Sorry, let me say that one because I'm like I just Bulls. I know you just said the Bulls. Okay, so the Bulls. So uh, Kobe White was pretty good for them last year. I think he was like thirteen and five. So oh, call it, I met I met Kobe White. My bad. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Well, no. I mean, well, I mean, no. Zach Levine is also a problem too. So I mean, you, you were you were correct with that one. But I I just I think that um, I, I, it's bad. I mean, even though Charlotte historically has been awful, like I re- I really like Devontae Graham, man. Like I, I think I think he is someone that gets buckets. Like I remember last year, um the eight threes he had in the garden. I mean, I mean the crowd was buzzing for him. They had they had an opposing player. Mm-hmm. I mean they they, they had an, an opposing player had them going crazy. So I just feel like he's someone that needs to eventually start starting over Terry Rozier. Um sorry scary Terry, but I mean you're not as good as you thought that you you know were going to be coming out of Louisville. You've had some decent moments for sure. Don't get me wrong, but not um, as good Devontae, as four years for 70 million. Right. Yeah, exactly. But it's like uh Devontae Graham, man, that that dude is to me, he's he's gonna be special, right? Um and I mean honestly, and this is this is where like I mean I don't think they would make the playoffs, but it's like if if Hayward was to be healthy and great, we keep saying if because it's the biggest if is that's been since 2017. Thankfully we don't have to worry about that anymore. Right. Exactly so. correct. Um I I just feel like he's someone they could be on that bubble, maybe a seventh AC, maybe, maybe. And I'm sure you're going to talk about Orlando being a bubble or AC, you know, sooner or later. But, um, but yeah, but I mean, far as like the teams, like the end of the next, yeah, they're definitely, they're definitely heading in the right direction with who they drafted this year. You know, when you draft Obi Toppin, when you draft a guy that I wanted the Celtics to get, uh, Daniel Oturu, who was, um, oh God, what was he? Oh, he's a center from uh, Minnesota. Uh, they, had, they had a really, they had a really good draft. Um, also, they're, 
they have, a, they have an outlandish amount of cap space going into uh, next. Yes, off-season. they did. Correct. So yeah, they're they're, they're, they're doing they're, they're going to do something big next offseason, or, or else they're they're. Well, still I mean, so that's what they always think, though. So yeah. I have one question: Who yeah. did you guys have fifteenth? We New had New York, the, the New York Knickerbockers. All right, so I, I had to use the little boys' room for that one, so I I missed that one. However, um, I honestly, I honestly believe. Uh, that the Charlotte Hornets are too high. And the reason why I think they're too high at 14 is because as much as uh, Kyrie Irving lives in my head, so does the ball family. Uh, Because until I'm proven otherwise, all three of those kids are fraudulent until they do something in the well, NBA. I mean, he and could be a great traded. player, but that doesn't mean that they're going to do anything. I, I, I think 14 is probably their ceiling right now, especially yeah. if uh, Gordon Hayward is not healthy. Because sure. it, it would mean that he would have to be healthy and then be an all-star. And then all of their depth and, and bench players actually perform pretty well to even have a shot at the eighth seed. That's not going to happen. He's not healthy, which is why they're, they're just better than the Knicks. By a little bit. I'm, That's it. I'm high. I'm higher on both the Knicks and the Hornets than you guys, but um, you know, my opinion doesn't matter here. So I guess we'll see as we go in. Uh, You're going the back to the didn't put yourself on a team. I don't understand where this is. Yeah, yeah. he keeps saying it. He keeps yeah, saying we so kicked animosity. him off the team. He we kicked himself off. Oh, it's, it's, it's a lot of subtle shots. It's okay. Just creating a narrative, guys. Like try to keep up. Don't bring down the whole fucking fourth wall here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus, we're you're not supposed to. You're not supposed to say it while we're in the ring. Okay, I feel attacked. <laughs> call, call, call in the ring. Call in the ring, Mike. So, uh, the bubble oh, teams God. for the Western Conference. Tell me why you guys have the teams that you have that might be good, might be bad, but aren't probably going to end up mattering. Go. Okay, so uh, from eleven to nine, so eleven we have uh, Portland. So, uh, so Joe, I'll ask you, like, you know, what do you? You know, are are you a fan of Damian Lillard? Like, do you think he's a good player? Like, do you think he's considered him like a good leader? Like, you know, how do you, um, how do you think his career has gone so far in Portland? I I like Damian Lillard. I think their biggest issue in Portland is Carmelo Anthony. It, that that's the biggest issue in, in Portland because he's been an issue everywhere he's been. Good player, good shooter, right? Like we know Carmelo can play. He always has been able to play, but I think he's a problem. Um, I like the Ennis Cantor signing in Portland. Uh, that that one I really do like. Um, Damian Lillard, I think I think is a a good piece there in Portland. I think you're right on, or we're right on, putting them at number eleven, just for the simple fact that I don't think they're going to be bad with the roster that they've put together in the Pacific Northwest. But right. they're they're nothing to write home about, at least not yet. So Ray, so, Ray, so, let me ask you something. Oh, okay, let ahead. me ask you something. Are you are you are you about to insinuate that the you're saying the Portland Trailblazers are going to be the 11 seed in the West? So, like, I don't think Dame so, can be the best player on a team that wins right. a championship. No, no, but I, I know we we know how you guys feel about point guards, but no, um, I'm, I'm not I'm not basing it off of Mike. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it was, it was it my was take all, originally, just for the yeah, record. Right, I, I know narrative, right narrative. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but since no, he's not a team on a team, his opinion doesn't matter. Matter, right? Um. No, it's it's really not about Dame is why I picked him 11th. I think that – so Yusef Nurkic, who's been their big man uh, the last few seasons, um, he's really been the guy that made them go. So when they went to the conference finals a few years ago and uh, got swept against Golden State, you know, he really was a guy that really manned the middle and really just gave them an, another option, right? So you know what you're going to get out of um, – McCollum and Lillard, right? Because they they they're gonna score, they're gonna get buckets when it matters. That's just how they are. But 
you know, Nurkic was that defensive presence. You know, he was the guy that's going to get you an automatic double-double. So I just feel that if they're not at full strength, they're still going to struggle like how they struggled last year because they, they just got into the playoffs last year. They were the yeah, by a game, year, one so, game, yeah. Right, you know what I'm saying? So I just don't see mm-hmm. them really being that much. That's like if everyone comes together, then who knows? Maybe they jump into a top eight or, you know, top six. But I think just right now how it's currently constructed, and like Joe alluded to, right, um, Melo hasn't always been that cancer, but he, he has moments when he can be, right? And because I now, think he's I think he's been buying in in Portland of all places. Well, guess what? Because he, he has to. <laughs> he has to now, right? Um, and then, you know, I'll go and back he's to... he's rated Melo now. Come on. I, I know. I've seen that. That's dope. But, but I like Joe. Hoodie, Hoodie Melo is still my favorite one. Hoodie, Hoodie Melo is still my favorite. Just me, so me too. But I, I like he doesn't Joe miss. Because uh, we didn't touch on this, but... Uh, do you think he? Do you think Melo accepts a role off the bench this year? Yes, I, th- yeah. I think he has to. I, I, I mean, he's yeah. in Portland, he's and it's because not, he has to. Yeah, it, but yeah. but I think you're absolutely right that he's buying in because he's also not in a big market anymore, right? Like he's right. not he's not the guy, and he's not expected to be. And I feel like if a lot of other professional athletes in any sport accepted that role um, when they're a good piece on a team. Um, we can talk about this when we get to it, but Marcus smart is kind of one of those guys, like mm-hmm. just accept what your role is and everything will fall into place. I feel like if Mello was just that guy, like obviously he was a dude coming out of, out of Syracuse. Like he was, he was the guy that, that everybody, yeah. right. Like that's who he was at that point in his career. And that, fell off after a few years and now he's at this point which if he can buy in and portland can play well i mean i don't think anybody's getting past a few teams in the west definitely not portland but i mean they can at least do something with him if he's a role player and you know shuts up and plays so <laughs> right exactly exactly um and that's that's all that's all that we mean it's nothing more nothing less so don't that's right. take it long, you know so you have the smallest roster in the nba the Portland but, 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 so that, but that's that's why I'm saying about Nurkic, like he has to be out there because he's seven foot, seven foot one. He's gonna get the double doubles. Like he's gonna play really good defense. So that that's the guy they really need. And then you know they lost Hassan Whiteside in the offseason because he went back to Sacramento. So they brought um, in a pretty good piece to replace him. Though. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I'm, no, yeah, Derek, I mean, Derek I, Jones I, 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 like, I like, Jones is pretty good. Yes, he is. Yeah, he. Uh, I forgot that he signed over there for the. Are you are you down on Robert Covington too? Like I, I'm pretty sure like he's gonna make make their defense that much better. Yeah, from yeah, I, that so. Oh, you know what? That, that's 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 a good look. I I, I forgot about coming to going up there because I he, I forgot he got dealt a few times in the. Well, you can't change it now. We're already locked <laughs> no, in. Yeah. Line. <laughs> no, no, no. Tell no, me, you, you're, you're tell right. me so, about so number, number tell 10. me about your ten and your nine. Right. So yeah, good. So good. Good save there, Dave. Um, because I was going to go in a rabbit hole, but uh, so <laughs> so ten. Uh, we had the New Orleans uh, Pelicans, and then at nine, uh, was the Houston Rockets, and that's probably going to be the shock of. Uh, the list maybe, but the reason why I had, uh, you know, we had Pelicans at 10, you know, obviously Zion is the big attraction. You know, I think the NBA is looking to market him to be what LeBron has been. Um, Cause you know, he's on every national television game. He's done some commercial. Yeah, but he's not, rating. he's not the player LeBron is, but yeah. Right. But no, I'm saying, but just, I mean, from a, I mean, phys- physically, I mean, we haven't seen something like that since LeBron James, if we're being honest, he just has to be in shape. And I mean, and I think if I, if, if I am Zion, I'm calling LeBron and saying, Hey, you've done this for 18 years. 
How can uh, I paid a million dollars a year to a nutritionist and a physical no, trainer. No, Do you right, have that? Right, no, right, right, it's, it's right. <laughs> right, exactly. But I mean, but I'm saying, if you want to get that type of money, if you want to be the marquee guy, the people that uh, the guy that fans come to see, then he right. needs to make that phone call. It's just that plain and simple. That's um, just a tough spot for him to be in. One, when he was playing in a market like New Orleans, mm-hmm. and two, when there are guys like LeBron and uh Giannis and mm-hmm. Kyrie and Katie like it's just that's not that's not an easy spot for him to get into and it's not he's not gonna NBA he's not gonna force. play out he's not gonna play any years after his rookie contract in New Orleans I can yeah. I can personally guarantee that yeah well, but we, we also we reason. also debated about that with Giannis too and he chose to stay so I mean it, it, it can happen Milwaukee chose wrong too <laughs> it's a small no, market <laughs> it's a small market I but mean you two, can... 228 million reasons to stay I mean but um Giannis yeah, is sure. a different dude than Zion though yeah, and it I mean, probably I mean, goes we, a long we, way he, in Wisconsin. Wait, wait. But... He's, he's, he's 20 years old, Bob. We don't know what he is yet. Well, actually, <laughs> well, that's no, a fact. No, but, that's a but fact. We, all, we also <laughs> no, do know a little no bit. idea who this dude is yet. Yeah, because right. we've talked about it, and we can all agree, and we all we all did agree, so let's agree out, outwardly on, on our live Sunday Night Sports Wrap here that players that come from Europe, the very good ones, are a different breed than the guys that are from like oh yeah yeah Gian- true, Giannis, true, true. Giannis isn't a dude that's gonna go out and is gonna be like hey I gotta I want to be the face I gotta make this money and I I don't think that Zion is either but I think Zion's more that that guy I I think you, what you just said is if they can make him the marquee guy which I just don't think he is right now mm-hmm. but they they eventually could make him that guy he he wants to be that guy I don't think Giannis right. does I think Giannis wants to win champion win championships and make and, his money and play basketball right like and just chill right yeah no I I feel you I feel you so. No, that's 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 valid. So you know we, we can leave it at that for for New Orleans. But I uh, did for Houston. Really, it just banks on what what James Harden is going to do. What they're going to do with them, right? So right. But that's what I'm saying. Though. So if he if, if he, he leaves, they, they they're right though. If he it's not a surprise to put him there because if he leaves or he stays as fat as he is, n- actually, neither right. of those you know there's <laughs> but, they're mean, not going to well, win I'm, as I'm many games. Self, I'm, I'm, I'm not mad about the honey buns. Okay, so I'm not mad about yeah. that. So <laughs> let's 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 just be honest about that. I'm not mad about the honey buns, but. I do Turned think Vin Baker overnight. <laughs> what, a, what a name drop there, right? Uh, shout, shout out to Vin. Uh, but <laughs> no, but I, I just, I just, I just think that you know, I, I like the Christian Wood signing for Houston. Um, that's someone I thought that could be a replacement here in Boston. Um, especially for the money he ended up getting, they gave the same money to him that they, we got for Tristan Thompson. So, oh no, that's not true. He got 41 million. Never mind. When we were going to pay him 14 million a year. Never mind. Sorry. But he, he, he is a pretty good talent. Um, but you know, when you have a new coach, it's always hard to kind of establish that culture right away. Um, unless you have a top tier player. Now they do because Hart is there, but like you said, he's made it clear um, that he doesn't want to be there. I thought it was so funny uh, that when uh, Ramona, Ramona, Ramona Shelburne and, uh, and Woj have reported like, oh, like the moves of John Wall and you know other and Jamarcus Cousins there just didn't move him, and I I just bust out laughing. I'm just like, well, damn, like you know, wait wait to throw your new teammates under the bus. But right. um, I don't know how you feel about Cousins and Wall, Joe. I'm not a fan. Of, well, I'm, I'm a fan of Boogie Cousins, but I am not a fan of John Wall. John, I mean, Wall when John is Wall's my, healthy, John, he's John prolifically Wall, John good. John Wall is my Kyrie, Joe. I I can't I can't stand him. Um. I disagree. You know, he, he throws all he throws up all these gang signs, but he this is the this is the gang sign he needs to throw up because he's been losing. <laughs> so how about that? How I thought it was funny when like, he popped up on the table when they won a game six when we had right IT. exactly. I'm like, and like I'm like, yo, like, champions don't champions don't see yeah, yeah, they don't yeah, celebrate like, like that yeah, when they win we, a game we got, six. We got dude. this win. We got that this year. Yeah, yeah. We're wearing the black as a funeral. We won that series, didn't we? Yeah, I was at a game seven. 
That was a lot of guys that came out of that that era of drafts that that had that attitude similar to John Wall. I feel like it was just they, they thought they were something before they were something, and I, I agree. Like good basketball players, right? But that that organization down there, especially with Harden, and then bringing these two guys, like that that has the ability to be really good or an absolute dumpster fire. And that, and and if they don't move James Harden, I think it goes towards the dumpster fire end of the spectrum real fast, and they finish lower than that nine spot. Uh, you think but, they'll be worse if Harden stays? I mean, I think that's a valid well, take. <laughs> well, well, yeah. I, I, well, I think I think they'll be worse in the. Well, I think they'll be worse in the standings if he leaves just because of the player, the, 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 the overall player that he is, right? Like I've never felt the same way about James Harden as I do about Kyrie because he's not as outward about it, but they're both really good players and very good talents. And you have to recognize that. Like if James Harden is on the floor, the, that team has a chance to win. And it, it's been like that. It's been like that most of his career, Mike. And, and I yeah, know but you're one of those two this, is a but, champion and it's not James Harden. No, you're, so, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. And, and if James Harden is on that team in Cleveland in the same situation, Kyrie is, they probably don't win that championship. Like, you know what I mean? Like point so, being, so point being that. that point being that Harden's going to move on. We don't know where he's going to go. And uh, you know, as much as I like James Harden as an offensive player, we can't make this a James Harden show because it's just too much NBA Twitter drama. So we have to move on. I do take your point, though, Joe. I think you're. I don't think you're wrong about that. Um, we're going to move over to the East. And Bobby, tell me about your bubble teams. All right. So bubble teams. Um, we have, in my opinion, a lot of people have this team at the bottom. I don't think that they are going to be as bad as everyone thinks they're going to be. And that's the Detroit Pistons. Um, I actually don't hate the Detroit Pistons again. I think that they have a couple of veterans who have a lot to prove. Um, again, I don't think they're going to be good, but I think Blake Griffin and Derek Rose can lead this team into that bubble area. Um, and I think that they do have something moving forward with them. Um, other than them, they don't have much. I like Troy Weaver. I like Jeremy Grant and also Killian Hayes coming in. He's a great addition, uh, but I think that they have a chance to get on that bubble line. I really do. If Blake Griffin goes back to his 24 and a half, seven and a half and five and four stat line from like 2018, 2019 and Derek Rose, it stays healthy and plays as well. This team could make us look bad. I mean, because there there's enough there. I just don't think it's going to happen. I, I mean, I, I think 11 is probably a pretty good place for them. Killian Hayes is good. He's really good. He's yeah. going to be, he's going to be, they might be, they might be served by a 72 game season more than some of the other teams on your bubble. Um, considering the, the, the injury prone veterans they have on their team. But yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's fair enough. Who's 10? Um, 10. We have the magic. Um, I, I, I don't hate the magic. I just don't see them being better than the teams that we have above them. Um, I like Cole Anthony, the rookie they brought in. Um, I really like Aaron Gordon. I've always liked him. I know he's underperformed, but I think he's just an athletic freak. If he could just develop a jump shot, man, it'd be all over with him. Um, and I think Markel Fultz, I think we'll actually see something out of him this year. Do you? Um, I do. I, I think, it's I think that this is based finally, on what, uh, ba- he wasn't bad last year. Um, it, when, when he had the whole year in that system, he actually had in, he wasn't, he wasn't what he was supposed to be. Thank God we traded that first pick back uh, in the day. My you could feel it thing. though. You could feel uh, it when it was happening. <laughs> yeah. You were like, I don't think I want him. Like yeah, there was something weird about it. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. Um, but I think, I think that we're never going to see him get to that superstar status, but I think he could fall into that range of like, a. 
an Eric Gordon type player, like someone like that who does have, who's like right in that middle range. And I think that that's why I do have them right at 10. Um, And then number. I also also think that like, unlike the Detroit Pistons, like where they could actually go and make, make a run into the playoffs. Like 10 is the highest uh, probable spot for the magic. I think that they just, they have not done anything like anything major to replace Jonathan Isaac. And if until they do that, right? He's uh, this team who he was uh, a borderline defensive player of the year last year before going down with an injury. And there's no real uh, replacement that 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 they've made for him. So I think that ten is probably their best. Bobby, are you still there? Should I go on with number nine? No, I'm here. Yeah, no, I was. Oh wait, did my camera go off again? Oh yeah, yeah, we gotta fix that, Bobby. (laughs) My God, can I can I just say real quick while during that during that segment there with the Markel Fultz uh, pick and the trade of that pick by by Boston? As much as uh, I we us rip apart Danny for some of the things that he does and has done in the recent very recent past, that was such a good move when he has a dodge move as well. Yeah, because, but him. right, he, because it was kind of an if at that point, right? Like everybody was like, "Oh, Markel Fultz, Markel Fultz," but Ray was never super high on Markel Fultz. So now, you, you like, I'm going to take Ray's opinion on a guy over a lot of other people because you know, Encyclopedia Ray Tanica, as I said earlier. But it, it just it made so much sense, and it was such a good move. Uh, it, it just speaks to Danny's ability. Bobby and I actually battled over the number nine pick. Like this was a text exchange that just lasted for 24 hours. Yeah. So what we what we what we ended up going with again because I'm just I'm just going to defer to Bobby is number nine is the Washington Wizards, um, and it's because okay. uh, I, I think you know even with Russell. Westbrook be, go on the, going to that team, we think more of the eighth seed than we do of the ninth seed. And Bobby can give you a little bit more in depth and you know analysis on the Wizards. Um, so I just think with the Wizards, you know, obviously when you saw Wall and Beal together, they were special. Um, it's just a matter of how Westbrook and Beal play off of each other. Uh, if if Westbrook can take the heat and and actually become Russell Westbrook that we saw in Oklahoma City where he's putting up triple doubles every single night and Beal's putting up 30 and Bertans is sitting there waiting for those open threes. Yes, this team can absolutely make some noise. But I don't see that happening. I think Russell Westbrook right now is is, is trashed. He's washed. And I don't think Russell Westbrook is the answer for a team to actually have a legitimate shot to make noise in a league and even possibly get into the playoffs. I don't see it happening. Um, I think that's I just I I just can't believe you're you're so low on on Russell Westbrook after like you know getting thrown around a bunch of different teams. I get that you know him playing is all out. But why is he getting didn't. thrown around to all these teams? Well, because of the style of point guard that he is can win you a championship, as I've all, as I've always said. Um, but the <laughs> but also Bradley Beal, I love Bradley Beal. Like, how if you're a basketball fan, how can you not love Bradley? No, Beal? I love he's, Beal. He's, I just, I just think Westbrook was the wrong person from the bring in there, man. I really do. I don't think he's the answer to that. Team. I think that's a fair call because he hasn't been the answer anywhere he's gone. But uh, it's guys have that's, left teams that's tough. because of him. Right. No. Well, right. Right. Yeah. Right, exa- right. Right. Thank you, Joe. Right. Exactly. Facts. But and anyways, but no, I, I, I agree, Bobby, Um, you know, to an extent, but I, I don't think that Westbrook has to be MVP Westbrook. And that's the problem. Westbrook still thinks he has to be MVP Westbrook. And that's why, you know, the, the, the things have happened the way they've happened. Right. Um, Bradley is Bradley Bill's team. He's the younger guy. He's the guy that almost averaged 30 last year. That's the guy that should be getting the brunt of uh, the Will Westbrook let him be the guy? 
he he has to. If, if Washington is going to get to a point, he, he may not. But it's like I feel like Washington for Washington to be the best version of themselves, as they always say. Now, it has to be Bill being that guy. Um, you know, six five guy who can he runs off screens really well, can shoot it really well, plays defense really well. Um, and actually, he's a pretty good playmaker himself. Um, I'm very high on De- Davis Bertans. I wanted him I to come to Boston guys. also during the, during the trade deadline last year because I'm like, well, if we're looking to get better shooters, this man shoots 42 percent from three. Bring him to Boston. Like it, it to me is a no brainer. But um, I guess they didn't want to do a rental for a guy that was going to get paid uh, what he got paid, which was like 16 mil a year. But um, I like H- uh, Hashimura, um, the guy they got a couple of years ago in the draft. Um, I like him. Gonzaga. Uh, yeah, from Gonzaga, right. And um, I just I just think that um, I like I like the Killian Hayes thing, too. I told you, I, I think I said on the draft uh, draft review show, I said that Detroit uh, won the draft because they got Sadiq Bay and Isaiah Stewart from um, Washington. Sorry, I might almost had a brain freeze there from Washington. So I, I just think that, um, yeah, I, I mean, the spots are correct, but I do think that Washington is someone that can sneak up if – those things come together, yeah. but it's a, it's a major if. Um, all right. Well, it's time for the actually good teams, the teams that are excited to talk <laughs> about. Let's go over to the Western Conference. We're going to switch the order a little bit here because I want to hear um, I want to hear who you guys think are going to win the Western Conference. So let's do it like this. Ray, tell me your one through eight before you go into any detailed analysis, and I'll decide what's interesting about that one through eight, and then we can talk about it. Gotcha. Cool. So uh, at one, we had the Lakers. At no surprise two, there. Right at two, yeah, right, right at two, we had the Clippers. Uh, at three, this is probably the one you're going to ask me about. Uh, at three, we had the Jazz. Uh, four, the Denver Nuggets. Five, Dallas. Uh, six, Phoenix. Seven, Golden State, and eight, Memphis. So I have two questions. One, okay. do you think that the Jazz are going to be good because their two centerpieces just got locked up to contracts? They have a good uh, foundation there. Uh, what what is it that's going to jump through? What's different about them? coming in six last year till now, like what's, why have they gotten better? So I think it's just strictly, they're going to kill it in the regular season. Right. Like, I just think that I don't see them going crazy in the playoffs. I just don't, but I think some from a regular season standpoint, Donovan Mitchell is going to play hard. Um, Joe Ingles is going to play hard. Um, you know, Royce O'Neal is going to play hard. Rudy Gobert is going to, going to play hard. Um, I didn't love that five year, $205 million extension. Um, I, I just, I just, I just think that you're, you're able to find other guys that can do it. Now he's a, he's a two-time defensive player of the year. And those yeah, guys though, I think the on, locker room, they, they it's, it's like trees. us paying, uh, it's like us paying smart. You know what I mean? It's like, I, I wonder the intangible. Yeah, but he's also seven feet tall. So it's a little different. Yes. You, you can't, you can't <laughs> yes. teach, you know, wait, and Mike, and you can't teach you that. <laughs> okay. So it's like, you know, you can't, you can't teach that. So, <laughs> you know, so I just think that that's something where, They'll gel because that core has kind of been together. Um, Mike Conley, who's in the last year of his deal, I believe. Uh, once again, I'll, I'll let Joe be my statistician on that one to see if he's in his last year. I forgot. Uh, but I think he's in his last year of the deal, Mike Conley. Um, so I think he'll be motivated to, to do something there. You know, he they, he, got a really big, he got a really big deal a few years ago of like for like 150 mil. And, um, you know, he hasn't really done much. Just like Westbrook he hasn't done much. Um, wherever he's it looks been, like so. he hasn't fit with with well, Spider. He he doesn't look like he fits with him. That's my problem. I mean, he, but I mean, he, he but he should though. That's the problem. He should. He should right? He, he should. should. You know, like you know, I mean, he's not the best shooter, but it's like someone that, um, I feel like that Jazz team was better than the teams he had in Memphis. You know, just from a talent perspective. But 
that Memphis team just meshed together. Tony Allen, Zach Randolph, you know, young Marcus Gasol. They did. They did until they didn't. You know what I mean? It's right. Like well, did. I mean, they, when you yeah. run into Golden State in the playoffs and OKC yeah. or Durant and Westbrook, that's what happens. But they had that um, overrated, under, underrated thing happen to them, where right? It was it, or it, underrated, it, exactly. overrated, where it was like, oh, I think Memphis might be better than we exactly. think. Like on paper, they play really well, and then it was like Memphis, and it's like, well, they're still not going to beat the Golden State Warriors. You know what right. I mean? Exactly. So, right. Correct. Yeah. And Correct. that was a tough era for them to be in. Where did you yeah. have Golden State? Just out of curiosity, I had Golden State at number seven. Um, we had to go to say number seven. Um, so I was like, you know, uh, Joe, you know, uh, Curry was out for most of the year. So um, how do you think you're a little down I, on them? I, I, I am, but I'm like, I'm, I'm, yeah, but I, I mean, want, to I, I, want Joe to, I want Joe to chime in though. Like, how do you, how do you think he does without Clay Thompson this year? Well, I mean, just to have him back, that automatically is going to jump them at least six or seven spots, right? Like they finished in fifteenth in the in the conference last year, and I think it just came down to uh, this is a strange year. We don't have our best guy, so let's just. You know, let's let's ride it out and see what happens. And that's and that's what they did. And that's going to be a tough conference for them to win in without Tristan Thompson. Uh, even with Thompson, a, 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 I'm sorry, Clay Thompson. I, I had Celtics on the brain already. Um, but to to put him back in the lineup, you're going to see them get into the playoffs. I, I think I think seven's a good spot because down on them when you're talking about the Lakers, the Clippers, the Nuggets, and Dave. Just to your point of why are the Jazz third? Uh, the Nuggets were third last year, and he has them down in fourth. Well, the Jazz are going to jump three spots because we have the Rockets and the Thunder outside the top eight, and they were in the top eight last year. So, so other teams around them are going to get worse, is what you're saying? Other teams yeah, around I them mean, are going to get I, worse, but they're going to be yeah. pretty good. I mean, they're still yeah. going to be pretty good. Um, watch I guess, out for Phoenix though too. We didn't talk. We didn't say anything about that. Maybe because you didn't find it interesting, which is okay. But Chris Paul going there is a really big deal. Uh, I like DeAndre Ayton, Devin Booker. You Devin know, Booker's shout, a man. Yeah, shout yeah, out to Drake. Yeah. You know, see the shots that I took. I do, like I do think like, that's phenomenal. <laughs> I do think that the that the Phoenix Suns are, are a team to watch. Something about Chris Paul, and this might be a me thing, but something about Chris Paul being on a team makes me think they're never going to win. Um, oh, and maybe it, it might be because the playoffs. That's all. It, yeah, but then it's okay. like he doesn't. He's not healthy, you know, when you need him. So Has I mean, Chris not, Paul ever had a big man like DeAndre Ayton. No, no, never. Right? No, he's, he's never, never had that that pick never. and roll that Lob City that. Wait, 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 wait. Wait, what's that Lob City? City? I was like, shit. It comes from. Wait, wait, wait. But he's no, no, wait, no. Time, time out. No, DeAndre Ayton is better than DeAndre Jordan. And, 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 and better than sure, yeah. but because but of the way the NBA, no, no, but he, he did, he did have Blake Griffin, but I think, yes, he is better, but because of the way the <laughs> NBA transitioned, uh, stylistically left DeAndre Jordan behind a little bit, which is a little unfair. Yeah, that, that, that's true. It's unfair, um, but it fits my but narrative. Saying Chris Paul, <laughs> yes. And uh, saying Chris Paul didn't have Lob City when he invented Lob City was hilarious. <laughs> but I, uh, <laughs> I will say. Um, I, it, I don't think the Phoenix Suns are going to be a factor come playoff time. But, but my other question is regular season LA Clippers, you got them at number two. You still mm-hmm. think they're going to explode in the play in the playoffs? I don't actually, I do. Th- I think implode, I think implode, this, I should say. Yeah. Implode, explode, whatever. But I, I think either way, I think they do find a way to write the ship, not necessarily get to the finals, but I do think we'll see them in the conference finals against the Paul Lakers. George claims he has a different attitude now. I yeah. I, I mean, well, I mean, hell you better. And, and they re they reinvested in your ass. You better figure it out. You better figure it out, Paul. Like it's just, it's just that, you know, it's, that's just not, it's not okay. Once again, yeah. you at, you average 28 and five, two years ago, you're like, Oh, I'm back with my trainer. Dad. I, I had my MVP season in, sir. 
you need to go back to the Indiana Paul George. Forget about OKC. Right. Indiana Paul George was a game away from going to the finals against LeBron and those Heat led teams. That's the guy they need in mm-hmm. uh, in LA. Not not the guy that was that was running around with, with uh, Russell Westbrook and having and that guy. His big ass I'll party say, and said, I'm, I'm coming back. I'm never leaving. <laughs> and then two years later, your ass was gone. Don't worry yeah. about that. Be the guy that she was in Indiana, and I, I promise you, him and, him and Kawhi can get to the conference line. You need the and humble, absolutely. yeah, the humble, yeah, absolutely. and the humble, people. but also he was in he was yeah, a that, prolific. <laughs> He was a prolific one-on-one defender. He did all the simple stuff. Exactly. Really right. right. And right. I think right. if he gets back to basics and he plays his game from the ground up and just starts to get the simple stuff right, passes the ball properly, get himself in that mindset going into the playoffs, and maybe he can take it through and to the playoff run. Because, excuses, because honestly, the Clippers are the only team I see on paper that could possibly beat the Lakers in the West um, if yes. they achieve if they achieve their uh, their potential. No surprise that you picked the Lakers one number one. I think LeBron's going to have a chip in his shoulder about people, people putting an asterisk um on his bubble win i think i was going to do that with whoever won if it wasn't the celtics so that's just me right facts right but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right 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 um, i think they're even better no asterisk if the second if the celtics right, won exactly there. right yeah what what a, what, a, what a tough ride yeah exactly. they are better they are even they're better, even better LeBron than they were doesn't look year. like he's slowing down and they yeah. they made a lot of really good offseason trez man Mon- but bringing it upsets me how good they is are better so than move- though, bobby i'm gonna yes i think he is i think i think especially in that in that in that system Moving back over to the East because we're officially running over now. Um, the okay, Eastern I got, Conference. I, got this, Bobby. I would I would like you to tell me, just like Ray did, your one through eight, and I'll pick out what's interesting from your calls, especially if you don't put the Celtics at number one, we're going to have yeah. problems. No, I'm just kidding. Go ahead. Cool. Number one I'm is the Bucks. <laughs> number two is the 76ers. Number three are the Oh, wow. Wow. Number so, okay, four. okay. Sorry. Sorry. Who is three? Uh, the Heat, number four. We have the Celtics. We have, we have the Nets at the fifth seed. Raptors with the sixth seed. The Pacers at seven. And the Hawks at eight. Wow. What on earth wow. tells you that the that the Philadelphia 76ers, and I'd like Bobby to answer this question, please. <laughs> no. Because no. <laughs> I don't fucking agree with it. <laughs> Jeez. Okay. And why are the Philadelphia two? 76ers at number two? Why? Wow. Why? Tell me why. So, I this think is your that, Detroit Lions circa NBA. No, no, obviously, I, I, think Joel, I, I think that Joel Embiid and, and Ben Simmons are, uh, they just have a better rotation around them this year than they did last year. I think that um, Tobias, Har- no, Tobias Harris, Dwight Howard, Tyrese Maxey, but I think the most important thing for me, and I, Rayshon, I want you to hear this Doc Rivers will lead them to a very, very high win season. And then they will fucking lose in the first round of the playoffs because they're a Doc Rivers led team. That's <laughs> why. I, seed? Who, you had a set to start there. I'm not going to lie. Who had a seven? Who's you have a seven? There's a reason I let him do it. Yeah. Who's you had a seven now, Bobby? Uh, who'd you guys have a seven? Pacers. Oh, so it could happen. So, 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 so wait, so, wait, no, okay, Indiana, they, they play extremely hard. It, to me, and I'm just I'm still in Bobby's point here. They can't stay fucking healthy, so they they, they sure. can't stay healthy. Uh, oh oh my god, that was such healthy. a good Bobby impression. I this thought he was in a different yeah. box on the Zoom for <laughs> yeah, a second. <laughs> but also, I think I do think overnight. No, but um, I do think no, that Danny that, that, go ahead, go ahead, that Danny go ahead, Green Bobby. and Seth and Seth Curry are great additions to this team. Right? And I, I do think that Doc has a really good. I mean, historically, he he does coach teams to a really really good regular season record. He really does. He has his job in the playoffs. Like I'm not, I'm not gonna like, do a hit job on him, but I do think that um, he will get the most out of these players in the 72 regular season. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I, I, I agree that Danny Green and Seth Curry were the perfect additions to the Sixers team. They are, 
they're exactly what they were missing these last two years. Yeah. You need spot up three point shooters. Completely agree. Right. Um, and I do think that Doc will take them to that next level um, because I, I just I don't even remember his name. Who was their coach last year? Brooks, right? Uh, yeah, I, I I just think. He he I'm was. Who it was too, but that's, that's I can't awful. remember his name right now. Yeah, whatever. Oh, Brett Brown, Brett Brown, Brett Brown, Brown. Right, thank you. Uh, Brown, uh, I think he was the worst coach, maybe in the league. He the, he just mismanaged that team from beginning to end. Um, so I think that that while two, I think, I think is yeah, I'm, I'm a little yeah, high. Um, <laughs> I, I do like the Sixers this year. <laughs> it's a brave call. It's a brave right, call. I'm, now, uh, will, just yeah, to reiterate the enough. rules of the of the of the NFL or the NBA prediction game, it's much like the other one. It's obviously not going to be two games within. Uh, it'll be two spots within. So they could come first, and you'd still get the point, or they could or come fourth, fourth and yeah. you'd still get the point. Which fourth seems safe, reasonable, and yeah, safe. So. Safe you know, I, I don't want to get on Mike too badly about that number two pick, especially since we just did discuss that his we clowned on him this hard for the Detroit Lions, and the Detroit Lions still could potentially get us a point in in our Sorry. NFL predictions. Okay. So, um, uh, you had the Boston Celtics. High. You had the Boston Celtics at number four. Is that correct? Yeah, that is correct. Okay, so explain to me your dumb and wrong reasoning for that. Uh, well, season, I, please. I, well, I think that we saw in the playoffs that the Heat are better. They just are better than the Celtics, and and they. I think that. If it, if it makes you feel any better, remember what, what, in Slack when I asked you, are we doing records? It's because I had the Heat at 44 and 28 and the Celtics at 44 and 28. I just assumed that the Heat would beat them in the regular season. So they would win, they would have the tiebreaker. So it, it wasn't like a, it wasn't a far leaps and bounds. I just think that, uh, I, I think that, that the Heat are better. And until we see, you know, maybe Tristan Thompson, Jeff Teague will, will, will shock me. But we, this needs to be the year that Tatum and Brown take another big leap to, uh, to be great. And the, if that happens, then maybe they're number three. But it's Bobby, Bobby, you, you're okay with this? You're signing off on this? The Celtics at number four? You saw I'm my records. Team, I'm a team player. No, I'm I'm oh, I'm actually, I'm actually no, no, so I'm not. I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm so, fine with number four, honestly. But go, go ahead. So the, I, I I do think that the Celtics uh, again we have that two spot leeway, so that's why I was okay with it because I do see them as finishing two. I told Mike this uh, right before the show. I do <laughs> think they are going to finish second in the conference behind the Bucks. That's just my opinion. But um. I think that Tatum and Brown do make that leap this year. And if it does end up the way we see it and we get that four or five Nets first round matchup, man, that would be juicy and beautiful. So you have the Nets five, man. If there's fans back in the stands, there's not enough sage in the world. That could keep Kyrie Irving's mind. Listen, <laughs> I, I, I got to do the garden with Kyrie. My Lord. <laughs> yeah, that, that, I know. I know we're nine minutes over eight o'clock here, but I, I have I, I to have jump to on this game. because I think I actually think you guys have the nets a spot too high and it's fine where you have them because you get that two spots. They they'll probably jump up one spot because that's going to be a very good basketball team, right? Like yeah. Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant are they're world-class yeah. talents. There's no denying it, but they are going to lose games because those two either aren't going to get along or Kyrie's not going to be on the floor or he's not going to want to play somewhere because the, the fan base is in his head. Like the best thing that's going to happen for the Nets is if there's no fans at all in the 2020, 2021 season, that's going to be the best thing for Kyrie Irving in the Nets. And and that's fine if that's the way it goes, but this guy, he, he needs to figure his stuff out. Dave, you and I talked about it um, the other day that like, Hopefully this guy is okay, like legitimately okay mentally, because he's, he's off. He's off his <laughs> friggin' rocker. He's nuts, man. Otherwise, <laughs> nice. and he's nuts. And I, I just can't. I, I can't see 
a team, and Mike, you and I have argued about this before. I cannot see a Kyrie Irving led team, which is what this Nets team is, right? No, 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 no. no this is a KD. Kevin Durant led yeah, yeah, team. team. You think you think this is a yes. KD led team? Now, he's, he's so, a better and so, so, do you so think now, they could win a championship yes. with the KD led yes. team with yes. Kyrie Irving on it with mm-hmm. Steve Nash as the head coach? Yes. Well, there, yes. okay. So yeah, there, yeah, are, yeah, for sure. there are a lot of <laughs> variables to this. I do think that Steve Nash being the head coach. You know they, they need to get off to a, like a couple wins at first before that before Kyrie loses interest. But unlike Boston, like this isn't a, a chance for Kyrie to come in and be the man. This is him doing what he did best in Cleveland, which is being the best compliment player that there is out there with KD. Hundred percent true. And hitting the I'll believe it when shot I see it. You just hit the nail on the head, man. No, 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 if no, you no, want to see it, you just have to go, go and watch. And watch. Yeah. No, no. <laughs> I, I I remember I remember seeing that. But KD also isn't LeBron. So yeah, when, he's better. Well, he's not better. Well, and that'll do it for the Sunday night. He's Lord. better in the, no. He's, he's a better offensive. Player. He's better in the in a situation. It better for Kyrie is what I mean. Like yeah. oh, God, he's a better you know, shooter. Oh, yeah, you know, you're, a better. You're, you're, you're you're right. Right. He was trying to give get a rise out of us that he was better. No, no, I wasn't. Yeah, well, I think that thing. I think that I think that the point was that Mike just made was that Kyrie Irving is the best compliment player to a scorer that you could possibly have in yep. the sure. NBA. Not not even because he's the best passer, because he can take the scoring load off of a, of a perennial scorer and playmaker type like LeBron James. I think that KD fits e- an even better mold than that. I think that having them at fifth is too low. I think to say that that, that that's high, to, to say to me, I think I'm t- it feels like I'm taking crazy pills that you think that the Philadelphia 76ers are going to have a better record well, than the Brooklyn Nets this year. So, the Brooklyn Nets so, were the seventh seed last well, year. Yeah, hold, yeah, on yeah, yeah. hold on one second. Hold on one second. The Brooklyn Nets were the seventh seed last year. They won 35 games in an admittedly an 82-game season, and now they're adding a generational talent to their front court and a generational talent to their backcourt, and you're telling me they're only going to go up two spots? That's fucking well, absurd. You've well, been here huge on this well, generation yeah, but, but, thing. But, but but I do think that... Because they are. <laughs> like, right, right, no, exactly. I just mean in the I NFL agree, and the NBA. I, I, I agree. I do think that we're going to see a little bit of what we saw with the Heat the first year that uh, Bosch, LeBron James, and Wade were there when, where they were mm, kind of like... Okay, they, they were okay. kind of middle of the road until like December or January and then they hit a rocket ship. Right? Right, they right. just don't have that much runway this time. So I do Mike. think that... I think that they'll have 10 less games that's to fair. win. So but I think you, that that's you what... Know, they, but I'll add, I'll add on to that, right? See, also too, the... Because now everybody's, you know, just so buddy buddy, right? And to me, it's also a problem that they got DeAndre Jordan starting at center. Jared Allen needs to be the center for the Brooklyn Nets. He he, like- he, is, he he is phenomenal defensively. He jumps through the roof. If he gets near a basketball, it's going in the stands. Period. Um now he may not be as the like, you know, he may not be as gifted defensively as DeAndre Jordan was in his prime, but he's definitely better than him right now at age 32. So yeah, but think me, about that. They're both live, on that roster. Him? I mean, yeah. that, that they probably have the deepest roster probably in the NBA with 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 is it, right. is it, which which is Spencer why they don't need to make, Jer- right. Yeah. That's why they don't need to make the they don't that's why they should not just why the, they were the seventh the seed last year. Right, it's exactly why they were seventeen the seventh seed last year when you add the those two guys before. Right. Yeah, when they're oh, already yeah, a decent add, team. Don't add yeah, but James now Harden they have the Steve Nash. I, I, I listen. I, I think that they will go deep in the playoffs. But you're asking me for my seedings, and I and I think that I just don't think there's enough time for them to catch. It's funny you play. say that because I actually think they have a worse chance in the playoffs playing against uh, certain matchups. Like I'm not super nervous about how the Celtics match up against them because we have length on the wing. Maybe we can keep. Uh, yeah, but you weren't nervous Kevin Durant about a little bit. Matchup. I wasn't nervous about the heat well, matchup, and I was completely wrong about that. But that doesn't mean I'm going to so be wrong I, forever about everything. <laughs> I have a question for Mike. I, Mike, I have a question for you, and it pertains to the to the Nets mostly. But with with those two guys in that team, right? That yes. were the two of the best players in the world. 
they have a coach that has little to no coaching experience, right? Yeah. So it, it, we we all have our feelings on coaching in the NBA, but do you feel that coaching, even that Brooklyn Nets team, do you feel that coaching is important? Yeah, but I think that, I, I think that this reeks of of Spolster in Miami with all those stars. I think that you could be on That's the verge okay. of, of of seeing a guy that ha- that has little to no coaching experience that we know about, and then that just develops with these uh, huge talents and becomes a guy that can actually manage big ego talented players and win championships. That's what you I mean. know. You what? To, I agree with you, to, but do you know the only difference that that the Nets don't have that Miami Pat Riley? Yeah, yeah, no, yeah. Right. Oh, go, go ahead, Dave. I, I, I just think I just think if you boil it down uh, as simple as you possibly can, as far as coaching goes in the NBA, comparatively to other sports, it just doesn't matter as much. And I think when you have guys like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, you can pretty much just say to them, "Go out and play like Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant." And I think that you know Steve Nash knows the game of basketball; he can run plays, and he but it's his job to get the most out of everybody else there. That's not Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant, and I think that that's probably the easiest job that any coach has going into this next NBA season. So I think that's the caveat that you were just kind of alluding to, right? DK though, is that it, the coaching doesn't, it, it matters less in the NBA when you have those players, right? And once, once Spolster lost those players, sure. we, we found out that he's actually a good coach. So yeah. I think as long as, as long as Nash can make sure that there's no like locker room brawls and there's no sage being spread at, at the Barclays center. I think, like I said, the, the, the sage I, helped. Did you see their game? The sage did help. They he was such a clown. He's such a clown. Okay, we've gone 15 minutes over. I feel like Craig's going to have a coronary. Not so our worst. Gonna, can I make one I'm, more? One I'm more. Gonna go, I'm going to go around and do final right. words. So you right. can put it in final words if you want right. to make that point. Right. But um, I really appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, thank you guys for letting me host. I had a blast. Um, we had so much fun here on the month lo- monthly two-hour-long Sunday Night Sports Wrap um, I am DK Sizzle, Dave Clark for all the folks here going to go around, do some final words, Bobby. I'll let you, uh, I'll let you start cause you were champing at the bitches there. Okay. So my, uh, upset upstart team, the one I fought for to get into that top eight in the NBA this year is the Atlanta Hawks. I think the Atlanta Hawks are going to make some noise to get in this NBA season. And I think if they do get into that eight seed with Rajon Rondo, taking away the point guard position from Trey Young and letting Trey Young be Trey Young. We're going to see another level of him this year. And I think if they get in the playoffs, they actually have a legitimate shot to beat the Milwaukee Bucks in the first round of the playoffs. Oh, and if that happens, I want guy. two bonus points. Wow. Big Hawks guy. Well, you're not going to get him. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Ray Buchanan. Go ahead. <laughs> first off. Whoa. Um, but it's funny. I'm actually going to touch on the AFC for me too. So the AFC, uh, I you know I talked about was the Memphis Grizzlies, and I am a big time John Morant supporter. Um, I will keep talking about him in the Slack. In the Slack, I will talk about him online if I have to. Uh, John Morant to me is everything that I thought Russell Westbrook was going to be and more already. Yes, I'm extremely biased, but I'm, I'm a fan. And I just think that him and Jaron Jackson are the next duo that we have to look out for in the NBA that that's young. So um, I'm excited to see what they do in Memphis. And I won't go as far as I'm beating the Lakers, but I would love to see Ja go against LeBron in the first round, uh, you know, just to see how he fares, fares against the best competition. Mike, Mike, Mark, or Angela, one of the three. I think we're all going to speak at the same time, so just try and listen. But I think, <laughs> uh, you know, uh, 2020 has has dealt us, you know, a, a lot of different kind of cards. And it's, it's been a pretty weird and some, you know, some, I would say catastrophic year. Um, 
but for me, I know my, my final word is going to be like the, uh, part of the light within the darkness of this year has been this and has been you guys and has been the thing that we all did 10 years ago and that we restarted um, and that we've turned into this, you know, uh, one hour weekly, two hour monthly, as Craig likes to say, show. And I am just very, very thankful for. I've been told not this. to say that anymore. Well, I said it. So uh, I am thankful <laughs> for this, for all of you and for everyone that's that's kind of listening and, and sharing home. Ah, that was so nice. Joe Mouse. Swerve, right? I, I got I got a few for you. So unlike um a lot of high profile or at least a high profile person in this country uh that won't concede defeat when they have lost, I would like to formally <laughs> concede I would like to formally concede defeat to Craig in our fantasy football uh semifinal uh game in the playoffs as I am now currently down three points. So Nick Chubb would have to lose two fumbles on two carries and not gain any yards for me to lose. So uh, I concede defeat to you, Craig. Uh, so people, when you have lost, it's okay to concede defeat. We can't all win all the time. Uh, not talking about anything specific, Dave. Uh, secondly, Dave, I really liked your intros today. Instead of getting a, a state of the sizzle, we got a very, a very well planned out, uh, uh intro and the jokes were great um you know the jokes. one about rate the the one about uh rate well i mean mike jokes. is clearly <laughs> four people in a in a bodysuit but you cut it down to three so uh but the one i really liked was rayshon buchanan's uh um uh mind like likeness to Michelle Pfeiffer. And I thought you were going to go a different direction because while Michelle Pfeiffer is a very attractive woman, we all think Ray's a pretty attractive guy. I, another guy I thought that was very attractive in the, in the early two thousands was Mackay Pfeiffer who Ray really very much resembles. So I'll give Ray the Mackay Pfeiffer look and echoing Mike's sentiments. Yeah, guys. I mean, I've loved this all year. So, you know, it, it would be, it's always been a resolution of mine, if you will, to start this back up with you guys, because it's so much fun and it's amazing that it really started as a conversation between Bobby and Ray in the summer. And we said, Hey, let's get back into this and do this once or twice and, and look what we've made out of it. So um, yeah, for all of you that have, have um, you know, made it through 2020 um, there is light at the end of the tunnel and at some point it will come and we will be back to normal. But um, this, this is part of my normalcy. Now you guys are, are awesome. Uh, and I'm glad we got to do this. So that that's where I'm going to leave it. Well said. Well said. Um, I think as a gift to Craig, I'm going to skip him on last words because he desperately wants this to be over. And, uh, I, 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 do, I do have, I do just have one little thing though. Okay. Yeah. Please oh, do. Okay. Uh-huh. yeah first of all, I'm quitting. Yeah. Second of all. <laughs> uh, this well, that's is, the end of our show. Right. <laughs> <It will be. laughs> um, just, just a little behind the scenes for everyone at home. This will be the last you hear from us live for about two and a half weeks. Uh, as we will have our Abby two interview, Abby, ugh, Abby Chin interview out uh, this upcoming Tuesday on the 22nd. And the week after that, we will hear from the great Trenny Kazanarik. So, All right. Uh, well, I think that'll do it. We went a little bit over, but I really appreciate everybody sticking it out. Um, thanks for coming in. Thanks for listening. This has been the Sunday night sports wrap uh, coming at you once a month. Don't forget to tune in next time we do it. Yeah. There's no movie. There's no Mackay Pfeiffer, but that's it for me. DK Sizzle, Dave Clark for the real BK, Bob Kelly, Broadway, Joe Malkin, Craig D'Alessandro, the best producer in the game. Uh, Ray Sean, Hollywood, Wale, Buchanan and Mike, Mark and Angelo. I bid you good night. Thanks for listening to this episode of missing the point. Missing the Point is a one-hour podcast recapping the biggest stories in the world of sports with a New England flavor. The show notes and transcript from today's episode can be found in the description box below, as well as on our website, 
www.mtpshow.com. If you're new to the show and enjoyed what you heard, please consider subscribing. It's the easiest way to see when we publish new episodes. We are on iTunes, Spotify, Google, and wherever you get your podcasts. Be sure to rate us and leave a review of any of our shows. We always appreciate your feedback. Also, be sure to follow us on all of our social medias. All of our links will be in the show notes. And check out our brand new website, www.mtpshow.com. That's mtpshow.com. For all of us here at Missing the Point, I'm Craig D'Alessandro. We'll talk to you next time. Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Hey, it's Tim from 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys, the comedy podcast you had no idea you needed. Join Ben, Jeff, and me as we continue our musical road trip back through the years and around the globe. See, just when you thought all white guys were like Joe Rogan, you come across three educators trying to remember when we were cool. 50 Years of Music with 50-Year-Old White Guys. Electric acid. Electric acid.